0: Welcome to All The Things Podcast with Tutter and Laz. Here, we aim to normalise all the things, especially when they're deemed taboo. Please note, we record remotely, so audio quality may vary. A quick disclaimer before we start, all views and opinions shared here are our own and not on behalf of anyone else. The content is reflective of our own experiences, being mixed race, Polynesian and white, and Polynesian and African-American women living in Australia. So pull up, grab a bevy, and let's chat about all the things. Hello, and welcome back to All the Things with Tata and Laz. Welcome back, y'all. Um, this is episode 13. I am your host, Lauren Lewis, aka I am underscore LL on the gram. And I am your other host, Talia, aka Tata. Oh, and Talia Lindsay on the gram. Thanks for joining us, guys. We are excited about the episode that we have for you today. Oh, yeah, I feel like it's so long. Two weeks. I'm not used to us doing two weeks. I in, did lose in. my mojo a little bit when we went fortnightly because yeah. I was like, well, you know, what are we doing <laughs> this week? <laughs> And oh. there is a lot that happens within two weeks. Like, there's a lot that happens within a week. There's a lot that happens so when in my day. <laughs> Dude, you said <laughs> oh, was- Not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had Father's Day. Father's Day. We had Are OK Day. We had Are OK Day. How was your Father's Day? Uh, it was very low key, actually. It was really nice. So we just kicked it at home. Johnny asked for a roast. I hooked that bad boy up with yes, my slow you cooker. Did. Yes. The yeah, he wanted Greek. So yeah, we did that. We had church. Uh, and oh we celebrated uh with my with one of my brothers and my nieces the week before. So yeah, it was very low-key. How about yours? Do you ever with church just be like, Oh my god, I don't wanna do this? Yeah. Or are but you isn't that with everything? It's like showering. <laughs> oh I don't know. no, I'm just oh, no. I love a shower. <laughs> I love a shower. <laughs> No, um, yeah, no, there's definitely some days where I'm like, oh, I just can't be bothered, especially when I think of having to get my children ready. Mm. But, oh, because you're back physically at church now. Yeah, we're back okay. physically every fortnight. So because our congregation is so large um, and you still are only allowed 100 people capacity in the building, we mm. split it. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. How was your father's day? Yeah, it was good. Mike was um house-sitting in Molara, His boy went away with his um partner and their new baby to byron bay their place is amazing nice (laughs) it's so nice it's like one of those older style like architecturally um high ceilings high ceilings and just the the layout isn't that boring standard apartment it's got like all these different types of rooms and levels it's so cute Mm, and it's like a barber shop um so I just pretended for the night. We only stayed there a night. I was just pretending it was my own apartment. And I was like, um, excuse me. (laughs) You know, doing what you do when you don't have your own apartment. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we stayed there. And then we went to Bondi. Chima got sick because I stupidly allowed him to get in the water. And it was sunny, but it was actually really cold. The water's still super cold at the moment. Yeah, it won't really warm up until the end of spring, I reckon. Yeah, so Chima was... Proper sick, like, two days <coughs> after that. Not proper, sorry. I shouldn't say proper sick. He just had a cough. So it was yeah. just, like, a chesty, cold cough. Um, no runny nose, no fever. But we couldn't send him to school because he had the cough. Yeah. And COVID, t- like, any other normal time, I would have sent him to school because he wasn't sick. He just yeah. had, like, a a head cold cough. Yeah. Um No, that's, like, Ari getting sent home because he coughed during assembly lines. Oh, my God. And we had to, he wasn't allowed to return to school unless he had the covid test. Do you think that your school the uh the school that the kids go to is a bit strict? Uh yeah, I think they're very cautious. But, you know, if for me now because I would never voluntarily put my kids through that covid test again. Um it's just so invasive and they, you know, my eyes were bloody watering. Uh but because of that, the school sent out a notice that at any sign of a runny nose, a cough, any type of symptom, flu like, Children will be sent home and have to be tested. Oh, my God. If they have the slightest cough, I'm like, no, you, you're staying home. Like, homeschool today. So, yeah, it's rough. But it's so hard <clears throat> because especially in a change of season, kids get a little bit sniffly. They get a little bit of a cough and it's not. I feel like that's so normal in winter. <sighs> Mornings and nights. But come, honestly, 10, 30, 11 a.m., it's gone. But, dude, I'm not getting that test. Like, no way in hell could I ever get that test. Thing shoved all the way up my nose. I've seen yeah. it happen. No way. What do you mean? I had it done and I didn't even need it. I got it done in solidarity because <laughs> Isla Ray had to get it done. Do it and I was just like. She's like, I don't want to. I was like, it's okay, darling. Here, I was really confident. I was like, it's okay. I will, I'll get it done so you can see how easy it is. What do you mean? They stick the thing up my nose. And I turned to Isla Rae and she's like, why are you crying? I was like, I'm not crying. My eyes are just leaking. I was like, you know if you ever get hit in the nose with like a basketball, my eyes are just leaking. Yeah, it was awful. Anyway. It's awful. It like scratches the memories of your childhood. (laughs) That's how far that fucking thing goes up your yeah, nose. There no, there's no way I could see. Like, I love that way... you're saying that, but you've <laughs> only seen it. Yeah, but the way that my flinching is, like, I I just know that yeah. it would never happen. Like, that's just why they like, get you to rest you your head on to... the back of the chair. Nah, <laughs> like knocking them, swatting their hand away. My reflexes would be like, oh, chat. <laughs> um, wouldn't happen. But yeah, so yeah. we had to keep Jemar away after all that. <laughs> Um, so hopefully he can go this week because last week was hectic yeah um yeah how was the rest of your fortnight yeah it was good we also had we also went through are you okay day yes so are you bloody okay (laughs) i am okay are you okay i'm good but i've i've realized i have patterns like i'm not i don't know i've been looking at this right i've been reading into it about depression and depression cycles um and uh, yes i've suffered from depression in the past mm-hmm. to the point of su- being suicidal and people say like that some people suffer from depression but they're high functioning mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't say that i suffer from depression like i just don't think that i do but I, you do go through like highs and lows right 100% peaks and troughs of life yeah so So I wouldn't say my lows are depressive modes, but then I don't know, I don't know what that looks like. So I just think that when I'm in a low, like, oh, I just feel kind of down, like kind Mm. of off. don't want to do stuff. Yeah. But then I also know how to pull myself out of that. Yeah. So, um, but I started, the point of this was that I started looking more into astrology and how that maybe links to my moods and whatnot. Mm. Because I was like, mm. on the full moon that just went past, I was wide awake, like could not sleep. And I usually just don't associate that with the moon cycles or whatnot. Yeah. But I remember vividly just before I fell asleep, I was staring at the full moon. And so that was on my mind. I was like, is it because the full moon that i can't sleep or your eyes just went really wide (laughs) yeah i yeah i don't know enough about that but that's something that i think we should explore as well yeah there's there's that person on um her name's the hood healer and my sister was just showing me her um yesterday actually and her her readings that she does are fucking spookily accurate Mm. and i was like i have to look into this astrology thing because Uh, just even as an interesting point, like to see if it really does have an effect on how we retrograde into different, you know. So do, I don't know enough. Of, oh, no, that's a whole other thing. But astrology, numerology, do they all go hand in hand, or are they very different? I think I that's something that I have we no idea, but we need to explore look into that this, for sure. Yes. Um, it's interesting that you you know you say that you you're like when we talked about talk about peaks and troughs, because for anyone that listened to the last episode that Lara and I recorded. I formally apologize because I was so deeply in a funk. I was, I know that I said that I was tired, but I was just going through weeks of being in this funk. And I, it's funny because I know that I wasn't depressed, Mm. but I was just down and out. I just felt like. Maybe Mercury was in retrograde. I don't know what the (laughs) hell that means. I have no idea what that means, but I find it funny. Um, But yeah, I was really hardcore in a funk and I It took some real deep digging to pull myself out of it. Um, But I was in that for a good two to three weeks. And Mm. I don't know. Something about the weather getting a little bit warmer. I've been on keto for the past, you know, this is week three for me. Uh, I don't know. I'm just feeling perkier. I feel like I have, I'm more in control of my, of myself, my thoughts, my feelings, where I just kind of felt like I'd lost it. But yeah. Anyway, I am okay. I yeah. really, <clears throat> I I was really tired last week too, though. No, but that was because I gave you a sleep tea. <laughs> oh my god, the sleep tea! It yeah. really affected me. Yeah, that was me trying to work my mojo. I don't know. I was like, and usually my drive home, I'm like fully alert. I'm fine. I was like, you know, I was like, stay <laughs> Oh my god, I, snap out of it. I need that sleep tea, man. Yeah. I think it was. Can I just say the reason why I like I. I do and I don't like Are You Okay Day and mm. I don't want to offend anyone. But because I think Are You Okay Day being a suicide prevention awareness mm. day is so important because, as we know, mental illness, mental health issues, uh, everyone is affected by mental with, yeah. with their own mental health. And I do love that there is an assigned day to make sure that it is spoken about. Yeah. But I think the reason why I don't like it is because I feel as though – you know all other three hundred and sixty four days of the year it should still be it i don't know it should still be um widely and freely discussed well I think that's the intention hundred percent that's the intention. But you know, with when you have a set day, I suppose people kind of think, "Oh, well, this yeah. is the day." So, are you okay? Yeah. But like, but follow up is really important. Yeah. Right. I suppose I think getting the initial like people talking and trying to destigmatize it. Yeah. Um, which I think we've come a long way already yeah, in definitely. that sense. I know we have a long way to go, but even just getting people to talk about it. But I, what I found good in this year's are you okay is that within my corporate setting i saw you know they do a lot of um advertising for it and put it Mm. on workplace they were actually following up with extra dialogue on like follow-ups on are you okay follow-up questions yeah so getting people to um giving people a dialogue on how they can best then continue Continue. the conversation especially if someone comes back with no i'm not okay and so yeah, I thought that was really good to see that because those are That's effective um, conversation. Yeah, it's effective conversation. Right? And it's so easy to not ask someone if they're okay because you you just don't know what else to say. Yeah. And so that's um I thought that was really good to to see. And in at my workplace I had um colleagues sharing their personal stories. Oh, that's cool. Which good. I thought was so good. It's yeah. really powerful actually. Yeah, really encouraging. Um but I found my work is really they surprise me at every turn. Like that's nice. Yeah, their diversity and inclusion is not just something that you know a lot of corporations. They just talk are just about. Like, we are. We do this, but I feel like who I'm working with now actually, they really, walk the walk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It. So it was. I mean, it was good to see. Mm. But John um, and I put up a post, like we did a story on my page, um, just because we talk about mental health on the like. I'd say almost on the daily with people that we come into contact with. Mm. And we just felt like it was, yeah, it was probably a good opportunity to reach out and say, hey, if you know us either as a couple or individually, you're more than welcome to let us know if you need help, if you need an ear, if you need company or just need to chat. Yeah. And um, that was really lovely. Yeah. It, it was, I was shocked. We got a pr- pretty good response from people that wanted to talk. Yeah. Or people that were just like, oh, "I think this is really really good." And I encourage people um there's no shame in putting yourself out there to be available to other people. Yeah. So I know I responded, but I was just talking shit, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really good that you put yourself out there and people can respond. But this um couple of weeks, mm-hmm. some interesting Sorry, things are stuck in the back of my throat. You need a drink. Um, I think I do need (laughs) a drink. Let me just um mm. sorry, I'm composing. Yeah. A few interesting things have happened, okay? (laughs) So first, keeping up with the Kardashian girls, um ends. After 14 years on air and 20 Mm. seasons, they have decided to call it quits, yeah. Mm. So Kim put out her statement, which was funny because it was didn't come from everybody. It was just Kim putting it out. Well, no, she. I think she did it on behalf of everyone, but yeah, it was just from her personal account. I suppose she did kick off the whole thing. She was the one that did the sex tape with Ray, Ray J. Ray mm. Launched everyone's career. So um, she put out the statement. Um, uh, and only I think um, Courtney hasn't said anything about it. Controversy. Mm. Um, Chloe has. Um, but how do you feel about it? I just feel like, you know, I, I feel like I've grown up with Kylie and I've just seen her evolve <laughs> into this whole new person. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I, whole new body, <laughs> whole new face. No, you know what? I'm not mad at it. Oh. <laughs> but it's because I don't really watch it. I did have a really big soft spot for Keeping Up With The Kardashians from when I lived in Brisbane. Mm. So when I lived in Brizzy, I feel like towards the end of my time there, most of my Friday nights I would hang out with my girls. So three sisters, shout out to the Scanlan girls. Yay, we love them. Yeah, Denise, the <laughs> Tease, and Matilda. Um, you know, it was just such an easy hang. None of us bothered to, like, we just would be in our sweats and just talk crap all night but we would have keeping up with the kardashians on it we watched that every friday and um but when i came to sit did and watch it so i don't think anyone watches it anymore like i don't know maybe it's just our age group mm-hmm. um maybe younger people watch it still but I just, like, who has time to sit down and watch a whole fucking... I don't even know how long it is. 40 minutes an hour? Especially when you're too busy watching YouTube videos, Lauren. Dude. <laughs> don't get me started on what I've gone, what I've learned in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I'll have to share with you what I've learned. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not mad at them finishing up. No, I'm actually liberate. I, I feel like, yay, maybe these youth of today won't be so... Plasticed out no that won't happen we see yeah. it on social media but i still see the ads for haze on yeah that's the only way that i was keeping up with the Kardashians. yeah same that cat fight oh i was losing it it's actually the best sister cat fight you kind of like <laughs> when i watch it i'm kind of grip my teeth and i'm like Ugh. what do you mean i thought it was terrible. i was like no one actually threw punches like is this really a sibling fight <laughs> do you do you ever have you ever been in a physical altercation with any of your siblings yeah, Ebony well, and I. Ebony. Yeah, but do you throw punches with Ebony? <coughs> Firstly, the last time we fought, she was still four years older than me and I was a runt. <laughs> so, no, I could when not throw a was the punch. last time you fought with Ebony? Physically. Yeah, physically. I reckon Ebony would have been about, I don't know, 17. And I would have been about 13. And you know what? She hit me over. <laughs> Because I would not. I said, "Well, I'm not combing. I'm not your hair." Oh my god, I'm so fussy. <laughs> and she was like, "You better finish my hair." It was so lame. Anyway, no. How did she get you to comb her hair after beating you up? I don't know. What do about- you mean? She threatened me with further physical harm. I was like, "No, I'm not about this." She's like, "You better not call mom. Um, <laughs> you know those sticky yeah, fairy teeth ones? Those scary ones. I, yeah, I don't know when the last time is yeah. I had a physical. But mine was super sad because how old, much older than, am I than Liana? I'm 90, nine years. Yeah, nine years. And we've had physical <laughs> fight. So it's like, not only is it like, oh, my God, why are we physically fighting? But I have to look in the mirror and say, girl, <laughs> you're fighting with a child. You are the loser. You lose (laughs) in life right now. Um, So, um, but yeah, we all love a good sibling physical (laughs) altercation. We will miss those faults. No, we won't. Um, no, we won't. but yeah, good for them. I, I just, I think it's a good decision on their behalf because you they've see made, they've made their millions of dollars, mm. and now they can just protect their kids, not put their kids through the scrutiny of fame. If they will get that, no matter what, but yeah. like at least their whole life won't be documented on. Yeah. You know, on seasons camera. of cada- Yeah, like I just, for me, it's like, what, what be the purpose of doing that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did it because you wanted, you had goals or whatever to do fame and money and endorsements and whatnot. Yeah. But now you've reached a level of like fame and you've you got, got their... all the money. Yeah. You don't need to put your children through that. So good for them. Yeah. Um, it's um, I am. Ima- I don't follow any of them, but I imagine that you'd be able to see everything on their stories of their social media. Yeah. Now, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, but at least they can monitor what's what, yeah, what their kids are being exposed to as well exactly um and it seemed like courtney was over it anyway but i feel like courtney was over it like years 13 ago. years ago <laughs> yeah. there's that meme of her and it's like i wish i was this rich and she's like you know working is just not my priority <laughs> it's just not at the top of my list and i was like bitch that is all of us but we live in <laughs> and, and we need to survive mm. um on to other news. Naomi Osaka, big up to her. Yes, she just props. won the US Open. Um And with a splash of of spreading a message. Yeah, so it, it was actually bomb how she did that. It was um if you haven't seen her speech at the end, actually to be fair, I haven't even seen it. I've just seen the um like little seen sound bite, it, yeah. yeah. Um where the I don't know what we call him the interviewer, interviewer yeah. um, was asking her on the main stage like oh you know you've made a statement you've worn you've had seven matches seven different outfits because she was which with each match she wore a mask with um you know someone's name on it who had died from brutal police brutality in America um So yeah, he was just asking her, what was the statement that you're trying to make? And she, it was kind of a dumb question though, right? Yeah, it was really dumb. And so she posed the question back to him and just said, well, what was the message that you took from that? Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) And yeah, it was just good to see her standing up for what she believes in Mm. and putting herself out there like that, especially in a time where people are so ridiculed for standing up for something as... Yeah. Simple as Black Lives Mattering. <laughs> so she was representing. Um, she represents Japan. Japan. She plays for Japan, but she is half Haitian. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's. Yeah. So she's very outspoken when it comes to, um, you know. Yeah, that's mad. Black issues and whatnot, and I love that she really represents both of her cultures. Yeah. Um. So she even took a picture afterwards in traditional Haitian wear with a head wrap. And I was just like, "Big up, yes, air. Yeah, we lo- I really love Naomi. I love everything that she stands for. I wish more sportsmen, sportswomen, um, would stand up with integrity like her. And I feel like they are, but um, yeah, it's just good to see. Good to see. We like that. A hundred percent. People standing up, fighting for the right. Um, we did have a new segment called uh, "Fucked Up Shit in the World." <laughs> Okay, that's your segment. I know you don't <laughs> like the name, but that's what it's going to be called. Um, what about jacked up. No, okay. well, you can call it jacked up. I'll call it jacked up. You can call it effed up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I don't want to. I actually just don't want to go into it because it's a bunch of fuckeries and. Okay, so well, that's a new segment that will yeah, bring okay. some more stuff. I, to I just you. feel like maybe next time, next week, in I mean, the coming, in weeks. a couple of weeks, we will. Start off with the fucked up shit and so we can end with something good. Because I hate ending with bad. But anyway. Yes. Um, and next week we'll give you an update on our I'm Red Bitch. Um, and how we finished up with them books and what we're looking to read in the coming month. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick, quick break, break. Uh, before yeah, we'll we get into the next you. segment. Yes. With our guest. Yeah. So we'll be back. All right, cool. welcome back. So this week we are talking <laughs> long distance relationships. And the reason why we thought this would be a great topic is because, yeah, we know some people who throughout this isolation and lockdown period um, have been separated from their loved ones f- This in- either this entire time or for really long periods mm. of time. And I guess it's just kind of a rehash on our own experiences, what worked, what didn't work, how we kept the the flame (laughs) alive. Oh, my God. (laughs) We both just squinted our eyes like it made it more sultry. Um, Yeah, but also I think... I just watched that real short snippet of that couple that had been married for 65 years and I put it up on my story and they oh, had been it. so he'd been hospitalized due to covid oh, yeah I know. he'd been hospitalized due to covid and they'd spent months apart and he's in a wheelchair and they're obviously being reunited for the first time and they've got their masks on and his wife says can I kiss you and obviously one of the nurses is being Facetious, she's being jovial. She's like, No, no, no kissing. And the old man turns around and goes, Shut up. <laughs> and then they kiss, they reunite. Anyway, oh, so, so cute. long distance relationships. That's the sad thing about COVID is like keeping so many people away from their loved ones, even yeah. loved ones in other countries that are passing away or yeah. close to their last days on earth, and people. Mm. Can't, can't attend, can't sp- mourn with it's their families. so sad. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, long-distance relationships. Yeah, it's rough. So, we've got our own experiences, and um, shortly, we're going to bring someone on to also share their experience. So, you, Laz, you and Mikey, you guys, what, like, 12, 11 years, 12 years? I think it's going on 12 years. Yeah. So, we... Anyway, we, th- uh, we started long distance. Yeah, you guys met here or over in so the UK? Mike so Mike stalked me on Facebook and then um, he came over on holiday um, and then we met and then he went back to England and then we started our relationship long distance. Yeah. Um, How long were you guys long distance for? Like a year before he came back on holiday and then he went back, sorted out a contract to to play over here and then came back event about like a month or so after. Yeah. And then he did a year here. We've literally done um, our whole relationship on off long distance. So then he came back, did a year here, living together, and then he had to go back because his contract was up. And then we were back to six months of long distance Yay. before I moved over there and then back together. Like it's literally been yeah. on and off long Mammoth distance. Effort, mm. Mammoth effort though. Mammoth effort. So what have been... Oh, like, what was the hardest part, like, being apart? Other than missing someone, obviously, like, you miss them, you want to be in their company. I think it was harder. In the beginning, you don't know, because if you start a relationship long distance, then that's all you've got. Yeah. So, um, it was easy for us. Like, we were just almost in love. It's like, yes! (laughs) And then then after you live with each other and then you move up, part especially we were so young and there was a lot of like toxic traits of insecurity insecurity more on my part and um just carelessness on Mike's part because he's just a guy he doesn't think to be where he said he's gonna be. He's like, Oh no, I'll just change my mind. And I was, and so I'm like, Well, why are you, this is, you know? Mm. So, like, the miscommunication yeah. is amplified. That's so hard, long distance, for sure. <laughs> and it's like, If you're like, Well, we'll call yeah. at this time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, You didn't pick up your yeah. phone. <laughs> and it, just little things start to get amplified because you're so far away and yeah. you can't just easily communicate. And communication is the whole thing of yeah. a successful relationship so when you don't have that that yeah then it just obviously it's hard yeah <laughs> i remember when john and i because john same thing john was on holiday over here mm. uh and we met and he what went back, just falling in <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh it's so like john was on holidays over here and he went back um well i was living in brisbane i think he came back to sydney a week later and then he went back to new zealand yeah and um and then we like maintained our friendship and then got together everything was very fast with john and i like so yeah. we became a couple after three months we got engaged in, after five months and then we're married within a year yeah but from the time we met until so john ended up moving to queensland so we did long distance for eight months and I like Why do hit... I feel like Christian couples be getting married really quickly? Yeah, well we do. But also I think not even hypothetically, had I not been a Christian, I still think I would have gotten married yeah. young. I, think yeah. I just, I feel it. I would have gotten married young. Even though back then I'd be like, I'm not getting married until I'm like 30, 35. <laughs> yeah. I still think I would have gotten married young. Because yeah. that was like me being like, I'm not going to have kids for years after I got married. Please. I had Isla Rae within <laughs> a year. Um, well, no one can tell you anything once you've made up your mind. Yeah, you just And it's funny because you... I've made my mind up on the inside, but I'm trying to say something on the outside. Anyway. yeah. But those eight months were hard in yeah. the sense that... Like, I'd come out of a pretty serious long-term relationship just before I had met John. And it was one of these things where I was like, I'm not going to date anyone for, like, two, three years. Like, I need to be on my own. And then I met John, and then he was from New Zealand. And then we were communicating. And this was before video calls. Mm. So we were messaging each other on Facebook Messenger every day. Mm. And John didn't even have his phone on him. He'd given it to his sister. So we didn't end up starting talking on the phone until, like, after like two months after knowing each other, mm. so but the miscommunication. It was, it was the same with Mike and I. We were yeah. emails. Yeah. This was BlackBerry days oh, when it was like love my pingy. BlackBerry Curve. And then it was emails and yeah, yeah. There was no video chat. It was Skype and Skype connection was shit. Yeah, but we did do the back and forth. So John and timing just worked in our favor. Mm. Um, like you know, John had come, John and I were both going to Sydney for the same reasons, and then I was going to New Zealand for a wedding, and then we were both back in Sydney, and but to be honest, had we not seen each other, probably what we saw each other March, April, and then May, mm. had we not seen each other, I think it would have I would have been like Nah, <laughs> this is too <laughs> hard. Forget to <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. But I think what worked for us was that we were constantly writing to each other. Mm. And I don't know, I feel like we actually connected on a deeper level because we weren't constantly in each other's presence. Yeah. And then when we were in each other's presence, I was like, oh my gosh, I just love you. And mm. then, you know, when people talk about how it was the transition, like once you weren't long distance anymore, John and I still didn't live together until after we got married. So it was kind of like he was just closer and we still hung out, but we didn't spend nights or anything like that. Mm. So I don't know. I think long distance worked for us. Cause they, like, I did, I did some research mm. and there was, there were a whole bunch of different studies. So there was, there these were all us studies. So it was one in 2010, one in 2018, another one in 2019. And then I looked up just some recent stats that they'd put up um, this year. And so this us study from 2018 said that only 60% of long distance relationships last. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> 60% that's still that's still pretty yeah, high right yeah and with that it had spoken about how cause you know a college over there a lot of a lot of um kids go to college outside of their hometowns, outside hmm. of their states and whatever, that seventy five percent of college students were in long distance relationships. And I was That just like, is not I've uh, that's that's it. Oh sorry that I think that was from the 2010 study. But the two 2000- thousand they're in long distance relationships. They're in long distance open relationships. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're in college in America. Yeah, yeah. We all know what happens in college, especially in America. Oh mate. that you know, I remember at one point being a teenager and being like, "That's my dream to go to college in America and live in a dorm." <laughs> oh, I just wanted to be cheeky. <laughs> I would have hoed out if it wasn't there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but the recent this twenty um, this 2020 study had shown that 30 percent, 37 percent of long distance relationships break up within three months of a couple becoming geographically closer. Mm. And I feel that, that makes total sense yeah, to me. Yeah. So I was just like, that's, and parts of me think, I th- think uh, parts of me think that that would be the case because sometimes when you're dependent mm. on the relationship that you've built from a distance yeah. is that you've been able to, build up this character or persona that another person, you know, manifests in their own yeah. way because you're not constantly in each other's faces. Yeah. And then once you're in each other's faces, you're like, this was so much more romantic <laughs> yeah. in my head than yeah. what it was. Yeah. You've made up, you've created your own <clears throat> expectations and you can kind of control the narrative that you're saying in your head. It's not long distance is not really true to life. <laughs> it's really not. So once it is true to life, it's a whole new ballgame. And if you're if you're committed to that thing that you the fallacy that you made up, <laughs> then yeah, maybe it's gonna that statistic makes sense because yeah. some people are like what? Yeah, you're hard. supposed to be this. Yeah. So, but it's look, long distance relationships have come leaps and bounds since our time. Yeah. And when I think of some of the people that I know that are doing long distance at the moment because of you know COVID and isolation, mm. I just think, wow, social media and. Skype and FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever they're using would be such a blessing. Mm. Um, but I also think that it would also almost be... oh, Like, just a real tease. Because, you know, mm. you can see someone's face, you can, like, see their emotion, whatever. You just can't... Like, physical touch and embracing a person is... Mm. is I still, though, I still think it's a lack of communication that's key. Like, you still miss just your everyday like there's still so much room for miscommunication even with all of the visuals that we can get um it doesn't take away from the fact that things there's going to be still miscommunication because it's just not the real thing yeah um so yeah visually you can see them and everything but i still feel like it's still the same as yeah any long distance relationship I keep on thinking about grandma and grandpa and their generation mm. and how grandpa moved away for what four or five years to New Zealand before he could afford to send for grandma mm. meanwhile all they had were letters yeah by ship yeah so grandma's just over there with two kids like has this man left me <laughs> for good <laughs> like oh no you know that you know that grandma was not thinking that she's like no i was a very beautiful woman but like imagine the insaneness that we go through in this day and age with long distance yeah if you're not responding back to me within three hours it's like where you at what's her name imagine back then like i would be i would have (laughs) done given up like No, it's been an hour. (laughs) and I haven't got my letter back in the mail. So, (coughs) yeah, just our instant gratification of today. That is a massive problem for today. So, let's talk about, even though our experience might have been some time ago, what are things that worked that kept the... The thing, the love thing, going. Because I know for John and I, I did write physical letters to him. Even you though are such a physical letter writer, I'm ta- I'm tactile. I love stationery. Sorry. but even our notes for this podcast, you like, you'll get out your notebook and have all these like <laughs> color coordinated. I literally only use my notebook if we're recording on my phone, <laughs> because I know I can't have it to flick through. No, I'm definitely tactile. I do love stationery. Love totally my makes sense that you would write physical letters i actually really love that you know we were going through stuff like we've been unpacking or getting ready to move and we found some of my letters and i was reading them i was like man i was so (laughs) calm but you could see how much i cared for him that i put pen to paper and put in the effort to write to him so that was one thing that definitely worked for us um and we used to send each other quotes that was our thing Mm and you know i sent care packages to him i like sent him videos on usb that's how we had to do it that's how we had to do it uh (sighs) we did a lot of sexting of course you did oh yeah we did a lot of nude pictures (laughs) love it. No. We're so on opposite spectrum. Here I am with my pen and paper. Oh, there you that's why I'm so not mad. Like, people are like, if I always think, like, if my phone ever got, if my leaked nudes ever got leaked, I'm not even going to be mad about mad at it because I only take fire nudes. Like, they're only ever going to be good nudes. So if they were to get leaked, I'd be like, What about it? <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me in that picture. I took the good angles. And yeah, we, I mean, we... What do you mean? You'd be tagging yourself. You're like, yes, this is me. This is my body. We did all of that. That kept us going through. (laughs) um... Here I am with my music playlist. (laughs) (laughs) My letter writing. (laughs) My USB (laughs) (laughs) videos. But we would also, like, we'd just be on the phone... Probably every day. Yeah, definitely phone every day. And we had, like, you were New Zealand. I was you with the UK. So the time difference was um, much different. Yeah. But it was just lucky that Mike played football. So it was like he didn't have a normal nine to five. So I was able to talk to him on the times where he was essentially, like, He's had his downtime. Working, but it, he's, like, resting because he's already done training and stuff yeah. like that. So... Yeah, man. Mm. I don't know what really got us through. I think it was just constant communication. No, I think you're right. I think it's the sexting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got so good at my angles. <laughs> yes, bitch. All right, so we have um, we have a special guest that we've asked to come on because her long distance relationship was, yeah, rough like many others, mm. um, and she's got a bit of a um. Yeah, she's got a bit of a story to share with us. So um, we're going to bring her on. Yay, Livvy. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for staying tuned with us after the break. We're so pumped to introduce our special guest for this fortnight,
1: Livvy. Livvy. What up,
0: Livvy? How are
1: you? Very good. Thank you very much. How are you both?
0: Oh, pretty good. My God, we're, we're excited to good. have you on. Yes. So we have our beloved Olivia Furanacisi and she is going to be sharing her experience with us uh, on, you know, how she's managed to persevere through long-distance mm. relationships. So before we get into that, Livy, give us a quick introduction. Show. Who are you?
1: Um, My name is Olivia Stuart. Thank you very much, Talia. Um, I chose to keep my maiden name, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm um, <laughs> a mother of, i married to Andrew Ferranicissi and married, um, ugh, sorry, I just said that, uh, married <laughs> uh, with three children, four, uh, three boys. So that's a five-year-old, two-year-old and a nine-month-old
0: beautiful oh we're so excited to have you on so as you know we wanted to talk about um long distance and you have a a very well everyone's experience is individual but your experience is quite unique because you live long distance for quite a while correct Mm.
1: um long distance about we did it for about three four years three Three, four mm -hmm. years and
0: how long have you guys been together in total now
1: um, when you say in total, like when we started talking, uh, it's been about seven years now. So yeah, wow. Oh, wow, wow, and our anniversary was yesterday. Oh, happy, oh, hey. happy
0: You didn't say that yesterday. <laughs> well, I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you guys have been together for seven years, you've essentially you you had essentially spent half of your relationship in long distance correct yes that's amazing and so Mm -hmm. how far away are we talking like what type of distance
1: so um he lived in Samoa I lived here in Australia obviously um yeah and we kind of did like uh, well not he I did a bit of you know the back and forth um he did move over to Vanuatu for a bit where I went over there as well. Um, and then when we got serious, when we, we, like, met each other's families, that's when I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to have to, like, try and make an effort to, yeah. you know, um, see if the, where this is going to go and all that stuff. Um, then I felt pregnant, you know, that's when I thought, oh, M G, where is my life going? Because yeah. I wasn't married, you know, in you know, some Samoan um, family, they kind of don't like it when you're not married and all that stuff. So, um, I but at that point I thought, you know, I, I kind of put it straight up to him, you know, if this is what you want, because this is what I want, you know, let's try and make it work together.
0: Yeah. Um, but. So yeah. can I ask the timeline yeah, from the time you met yes. to the time you fell pregnant, how much time had passed?
1: Uh, about a year, almost. Okay, a year. A year. A
0: year. and so, a year. and so you went throughout your entire pregnancy, still my, up, like separate, separate from one another.
1: My entire pregnancy, and wow, and it was just little thing. It, I just felt like, um like the visa process. I thought, you know, maybe he could just come here for a bit on a visitor visa, even come here for the birth. And it was just so difficult to get here for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Like it. Uh, for example, out the visa, we done two visas before while I was pregnant, and they both got declined. So I thought, what? And here I'm thinking, oh. And I was like, I already, you know, when you're pregnant, you have all these emotions already, and you're thinking, oh my god, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I can't do this, you know. And I just like, for me, you guys know who I am as well. I'm that really tough girl that's like, oh, you know, I'm all good, oh, I'm all right. But if yeah. somebody asked me if I was okay, I probably was. I would probably answer, no, nah, I'm not actually. But yeah, what do you want me to yeah. do? I'm pretty, I have to stay strong. So, um, that was a very, I have to be honest, that was probably the, um, a very difficult time for me. Yeah. Because, um, even the birth, um, you know, I had to prep for that. So. I just sucked it up and thought this is who I have in front of me. This is what I have. I need to appreciate it Mm. and get Mm. the job done. You know, there are people like there are other women that do this on their own too. So it's not like I can't do it on my own as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. I went through um, my pregnancy without my partner because he was overseas as well. (laughs) Well, rough guys. Yeah. It was really hard, but uh, I think I didn't have the, the problem of ever getting um, Mike over here to Australia because he was coming from England and I think there's not that discriminatory, you know, um, you know bias for to people escape. coming from England to, to yeah. here, as there is with obviously people coming from Samoa or um, Asia or anywhere like that. So he had the privilege of coming from England and so we didn't have to go through that um craziness that you had to go through, and so many other people who fall in love with people from places that aren't you know quote unquote acceptable in the eyes of the homeland security here
1: Correct. which sucks it's oh so bad, and like you have a they they have like a ticker box and you know. You do everything they ask for and it's still like, no, sorry, it's not strong enough. Like, And he will have a job over there and, like, they would provide, you know, documentation to say, oh, he's got – um, he needs to come back because of work. No, it's not going to I'm thinking, what is it with you, Australia? So – but it yeah. didn't really – like, I couldn't hold that against, like, our relationship. I had to make something work in the meantime because I have a baby now. Like, oh, am mm. I going to just – you know cry a cry river here in Australia or like do something while I, I like while I can so you know in the meantime we were me and baby me and Romeo um, were traveling to and from Samoa um, and it was good because he was for free so I didn't really pay for his airfare um, yeah and then to make it easier he we um, we He went to New Zealand to his sister, so we were travelling to and from New Zealand,
0: which made it easier for us. So we could go every two months. So these were the type of avenues that you guys took to make it work. So you would go back and forth from Samoa and then the two of you would make, you know, the sacrifice to get to New Zealand to spend weekends together. Yes. What else did you, what else can you, I guess, i guess what would you also attribute to making it work what i guess practices or or routines did you guys get into to make sure that the strength of your relationship you know was maintained sure so
1: obviously in all relationships communication is key and i mean yes. even just a text message mm-hmm. or saying, "Oh, i'm home now blah 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 um you Know it's, I don't know if it's just Andrew, but some they just don't send a text or anything to say, Oh, I'm okay, I'm at home now, or
0: well, <laughs> no. I know, it's, just so it's about about
1: this. This. Yes. super annoying, but anywho, um, you know, there are times, especially when I was pregnant, I was like, Where are you? He's like. I'm having dinner with my mom and dad. Like, well, I didn't you text or call me. <laughs> no, I'll be going <laughs> yeah. okay. And I, I was like, he's like, Oh my goodness, it was just can you calm down. Like the baby is like they can feel your psychoness. Just relax. Come <laughs> in and <I'm> like, <laughs> relax. Or like the time difference, because you know, obviously I finish work and then I'll come home. And then, like, I'll have dinner with friends, and then I'll come home around about 9 p.m. But that's like what 12 p or 12 a.m. in Samoa, and Ooh. I'm dialing. I'm like, why aren't you answering the phone? Oh my god, <laughs> like going crazy. I'm thinking that was probably the hardest, like, trying to tell him, Do you understand that if you don't answer the phone, my brain goes crazy? <laughs> And he's like, yep. yeah. well, why don't you call my sister just to double check? He's like, and I was like, okay. I'll call his mom, then his dad, then his sister. I'm like, oh, Olivia is on the phone again. I was like,
0: yeah, that's right. This is, this is also when people become like masters in investigation, no. on social media like Lauren and I with mm. L- Laz weren't we just talking about how miscommunication is one of the most challenging things with long distance and then yeah. and it's not even miscommunication it's sometimes just the, the littlest thing like oh you didn't tell me you you got home so how was I supposed to know it's like little things that if you're together obviously it doesn't matter yeah. but when you're long yeah. distance everything is amplified and it's just can make you go insane <laughs> oh, you read my into so many other mind. little things
1: like there are times where you're thinking okay so are you going to like for example are you going to go to this dinner oh yeah and then after the dinner I'm going to go here all right and then you'll be like well you told me that you were going to go here and then he's like well we changed our mind when we we're at the dinner I was thinking oh <laughs> no, no no you can't <laughs> do that <I> was, <laughs> So then I thought, you know what, no, I threw my phone away. I'm going to go. Like you just got to have that group of people to just keep you saying, to say, oi, relax. You don't need to Mm. be dialing, you know, FaceTime.
0: Where are you, crazy guy? (laughs) (laughs) I guess what's what's also really helpful because, you know, Laz and I were talking about how when, we had first started talking to like Mike and John video call wasn't you know we didn't have social media and video calls and skypes like we do now Mm -hmm. so in the last seven years that would have played like in throughout that time that was available to you guys then hey like video call and no no not
1: the first two years so that's so rough (laughs) Yeah, because we didn't have, like, we had those really crappy phones where it was just the front, like, the back camera, not the mm-hmm. front camera, I think it yeah. you know? yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you had, like, obviously um, texting and all that stuff. You yeah. could call, but you, I don't think mm-hmm. Facebook, like, the video Facebook actually Yeah, the functionality it. wasn't there yet.
0: Okay. So the visa um, process was quite lengthy. Um but then it everything worked out. Is that no. how long did it take for it to work out? Okay, in so the, the
1: end? process was stressful as hell, but not lengthy mm. at all. So, I um I think I kind of gave myself anxiety over it, mm. only because the experience that I already had from the managers, okay so mind you I yeah. already had uh, these were the visitor visas that I chose and which got declined and then the next one up was the partner visa because we had already got married so we chose the partner visa which is where the big bucks is and to be honest it was the money, it was the money. so the money is what stressed me out because you know single mom working the husband is over there working too so we had to make it. Uh. We opened a bank account, and we both fed it. And I was thinking, "Oi, I know how much you earn, and you know how much I earn. So if this is how much we're both putting into this account, so you can get, we can get this visa done." Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So.
1: Um, yeah. The anxiety
0: was worth it in the end, right? You said the time frame was short, but yeah.
1: So they will say it was eighteen months that we had to wait. Or well, they told us it would take 18 months, but it literally took nine weeks. And I was like, what the hell? It was like the best time
0: ever. Was that um the partner subclass 801 or something like that? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even remember. Hey, I think, I think it was. Eight, ooh, three months oh, ago. okay.
0: Because I know you helped me a lot in like the stuff that we had to fill out. In order to get it mm. but ours didn't even come through that that quickly and we've been together we've been together for like over 10 years mm-hmm. um and our visa took 18 months to get approved oh, so they really mm-hmm. took like, that sorry. whole time frame Liz. well no so sorry i i digress um regress rather um he his bridging visa came through straight away so that's what you pay. You pay $7,000 and then his bridging visa comes through straight away, which gives him full right. Mm. But he was waiting for his PR so that yeah. he could be come and go as he pleases, go back to England and travel because for his work, he travel like goes to China a lot. And so he really wanted his PR so that he could move like a citizen. Mm. Um, And that's the one that took. He only just got it um last month and we applied back. I'll, I'll tell you why, lad.
1: Did you apply for that inside Australia?
0: Yes. Yes, I uh, yes, we did. the issue. Mm-hmm. So,
1: if you apply, so there's different, if you apply outside of Australia, they get more, um, it's like they're on top of the list before the ones in Australia. Oh. Ooh. Oh, I okay. I I know a few, yeah. I know a few that have lodged it in Australia and I got it before them.
0: Well, it's because they're outside of Australia, so the priority is to reunite the families, I mean, like, right, like keep them together, yeah, especially if you've got kids yeah. and that's the that's the avenue that they um encourage you to do, like apply for it outside of Australia, but obviously that wasn't going to work for us. We didn't want to be separated with a son, yeah, so we came back together and then we applied. And in that way, they give you the bridging visa and Mike can basically do, like, he can work, he can do everything, but he can't just freely leave the country. So that was the difference. Yeah, that's right. Um, But, yeah, it's just a lot of money, isn't it? And so when you part with that much money, I think in your mind you're kind of like this better, you want to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and make sure that, like, everything is right because it really scares you into thinking, like, you could potentially lose $7,000
1: just like that um and that's I guess it kind of gives you like the push to make sure everything is done and then once that's through thinking okay what can we do from now like just got to stay positive in that positive mind Mm -hmm. you know pray all the time and seriously it's just been like um from that it's just been uphill like he, he got here and then we just set little goals every like three months all right three months we should buy this or get
0: this Ooh, got it. well that's what leads me into my next I'm, I'm actually really interested how you guys adjusted because you know once you've been living long distance mm. um and i think i mentioned it earlier but you know there's that statistic where in that in that 2020 study where it says 37 percent of long distance relationships break up within three months of becoming geographically closer and so you know especially living so far apart for so long you know Livy you three to four years and Laz, you guys kind of lived apart on and off throughout your whole relationship how did you yeah. adjust like once you guys were closer you were potentially either in the same country or living under the same roof how did you guys find the adjustment because I didn't find it too difficult but that's because john and i didn't live together still
1: mm. well for i i guess for us me andrew we've got like obviously we set our goals as a family what we want to do um and you need i need to also look at from andrew's point of view too where he's come from you know earning like a dollar fifty australian dollars an hour in Samoa coming here and earning like $40 an hour like culture shock the biggest culture shock but it's the biggest privilege and he's like oh my gosh you have no idea how much you know uh, I earned in one week in Australia I earned that in the whole of year and I was like I know so you would think like it's he's it's a push for him because you know, we've got goals for Samoa as well, for our little family. Like, we don't want to keep going somewhere and staying at a hotel. So, all right, we're going to build this house yeah. here. So, that's now our goal. And it's pushed him because he knows how life is back in Samoa and yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. That's, uh, I guess, he's got two. He's obviously got a goal for our family, or we have a goal for our family. And mm. he's got a desire, obviously, to, for, for his family and someone also for us to go somewhere to live or to stay when we're there.
0: Yeah, I really love that. That's definitely, you know, I think perspective is so important and you can tell that being goal-oriented even from the point of when you're still long distance from each other to the point where you are then able to be together and moving forward, like your goals just continue to evolve as your relationship continues to develop. So what about you, Laz? Oh yeah, well, I was so young when we first, so we we started our relationship um, long distance, and we were we were both in uh, early twenties, like twenty three years old, and then, and then we went from nothing to like talking every day on emails, and had only met when Mike was on holiday here, to then him moving over and living together straight away. Yeah. <laughs> So it was like, it was a bit of a shock, but it was at the same time, it was quite easy. Um, So like it was easy in the sense that there was no friction. We're both pretty easygoing to live with. So the yeah, it was, it was, it was just like, we were young. And I think just in the relationship alone, there's so much to learn. And that was my first, this was my first ever relationship too. So I was like, had to learn a whole bunch of, learning on the go yeah but there was nothing uh, it was uh, when i look back i don't see it as being hard i mean it's harder now yeah (laughs) harder now than it was back yeah adulting is a whole nother thing (laughs) Mm. all right
1: well i I don't you mean Laz, because you know when if you're angry while you're over like overseas you just hang up the phone right but here (laughs) why why are you still in front of me get out of my face (laughs) <laughs> One time, I have to tell you, it's so funny. Well, it's funny now, but at the time, where I was so mad at Andrew once that I, I did have a, um a visa, a visitor visa, like lodged. I actually cancelled it because he made me that <laughs> mad. I was like, "That's it! Oh my god, Not you <laughs> cancel the visa!" And literally, like two days later, I regretted it because it was just you're an idiot. Like I was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's some serious spite that's
0: some bitterness right there oh preg- hold on i was
1: pregnant then too so like oh, hormonal. When, oh girl oh, we broke up about 55 times so we, if you're gonna ask me how long i've been together or oh, you got got to minus about you know probably two years of that
0: <laughs> <laughs> the separation that's it, i'm done with you and then dude don't being pregnant and long distance the hardest thing so stressful. ever. Don't envy your positions, yeah. guys. Mm. So, okay, I want to ask if you could give any advice to any of you know uh, the brothers and sisters of the world that are currently in long-distance relationships, what piece of advice would you give them?
1: Um, if it, if you both think it's worth it, tunnel vision like you've both got a tunnel vision to the end and stick to it. Don't look any like. Don't listen to like opinions of people saying you should you should do it this way. I don't like him. It that's not their. Exp- it's your experience that you have with your partner. Um, set that goal and tunnel vision on it, and don't ever walk off track. That's what I have to do.
0: Yeah, about. love it. Yeah. Glass. I would say, yeah. um, ha- have a good head on your shoulders and don't walk into a long distance relationship with only rose-colored glasses on. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a long distance relationship, you have to be a realist. <laughs> because when it gets to finally being together, um, it's real. <laughs> and so, um, and so, yeah, just know what you're doing. Um, and build a good foundation from the beginning, so that so that you can persevere, mate, and get past the thirty percent of of the statistics that crumble. <laughs> there, thirty percent. <together. laughs> oh, I love it. My only piece yeah. of advice is keep find my friends, <laughs> so you know who they are all the time. Find my friends. Oh my I'm God. joking. I only just recently started using it no mine would just be i don't think i have any advice just you know trust trust is essential i think trust is what gets you through. any yeah yeah i've got no helpful um helpful advice so thanks so much livy for joining us we've just got a fun question we've got a fun five we want to ask you five questions sure just so that people get a little bit of insight to you lazzy you want to kick us off Yeah, let's do this. So. Oh, wait, hold on. Where the hell's the question? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you Um, a would you rather then. (laughs) Okay. I think you left them at your house. Possibly. Okay, would you rather, Olivia, be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a 6 with an amazing personality? A 6. A six, good one. I'm with that. Okay, okay. I've got my questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, what do you do, Liv? Sorry, sorry, I had to find it. What do you do, Liv, to get yourself out of um, a funk, like when you're down or whatever? What's your go to thing to do to bring yourself back up?
1: Uh, lately, go to the gym. Get it, girl. At- or, like, yes. just, don't oh my gosh.
0: just put the kids in the pram and yeah. just walk.
1: Love nice. it. Nice.
0: Yes, being active. I've been following your Instagram account, your active Instagram account. What's that handle? Uh, Swans Fitness Journey. Yeah, girl. You know, yes. You know. That's very inspiring. Thank you. Thank um, uh, quickly, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh five years.
1: Um, I will be in my own house that I have bought with my husband, and raising our children in. Perfect. What would Yay. you tell your teenage self? Um, don't pick up the alcohol. Don't waste <laughs> your life. Your whole thing <laughs> in you. all your twenties. You wasted. Don't even. I don't even want to talk about my twenties. But anyway, go on.
0: Last one, Laz. um Are you a mom are you – wait, wait, one more, two more. Are you a mask or no masker? A what? Mask. Are you Are a you COVID a mask, mask
1: or no, or no, no mask? COVID. <laughs> uh, don't – I'm a no masker, okay? I'm an anti-masker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Say it loud and proud, okay? And I'm the last break. one we –
0: the last one we'll leave you with is um, what are your words of wisdom that you would like to leave us with uh, and our listeners with?
1: Um, continue to empower our young our young people because they are the ones that need it the most. Social media is, is doing something to our children and our young ones that we need to try and, I guess, get that away from them and speak life into them. That is what I try to tell a lot of people our age because they need it the most. Uh, love yes. it
0: yes well thanks for joining us livy mum life is rough we know it we're so appreciative of your time and Great. for talking us long uh, all things long distance all so, the things all the things all the things <laughs> long distance that's right so thanks livy thanks everybody for tuning in we're so glad um to have you with us we hope you enjoyed this episode Catch us on the next app guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to All The Things. You can follow us on Instagram at all the If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast fix. We hope you join us next week for conversations on all the things.